Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dear Former In-Laws. It is your host, Anno Georgette Inwick, and it's Monday, October 28. It's a new day. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope it was a fulfilling one. I work seven days a week for the most part. It was a busy weekend. I had a lot on my mind. The first thing I was excited about was this podcast. It seems to be very popular among my friends. And I'm pleased. But more importantly, it provides me an outlet and reminds me that I'm going to continue to change lives and change my own. I'm grateful for this space. And I'm grateful for those of you who've taken the time to listen to it. I'm grateful for my friends who've given me feedback. Shout out to Enna and Melissa for really approving of this. You guys made my day. So with all the crustiness in my eyes and the husk in my voice from waking up, I realized that there's still so much to say, so I have to go to work because I have a nine to five. And we'll talk about that in some future podcasts. What does it mean to have to work and go through a separation or divorce if you weren't working a certain way? How do you interrupt your patterns to begin to rebuild? That's what this podcast will talk about. And if you have questions or suggestions that you want for me or you'd like me to address, shout out to me on Instagram and or email me noexplores at gmail.com. Today's podcast is going to be about something that really contributed to my broken state of mind, which was I lost friendships. I lost friendships during my divorce and after. And one might ask, how could you lose your friends? They were never your friends to begin with. To begin with. Let's explore that. The particularly most painful friendship that I lost at that time was what was supposed to be a so-called best friend. I think we probably both used the word loosely, to be fair. That's why I used the phrase. But at the time, that is how I was experiencing it. I probably won't go into the minutia of the friendship, but I know at one point in time that I was leaning into that friendship. And I remember thinking... As I'm losing him, a couple days after he asked for the divorce, that my relationship with my best friend was that of a sister. And I had given her so much support in several breakups that she'd gone through. So surely she would know what I needed from her. This is my thought. But one of the things that I realized, and you know, this is a very complicated conversation to have. Because the question is, are they wrong for how they handled it? I think my vantage point in this conversation will be a very biased one. And the, vi- the bias is going to be, it's what I needed. So I'm taking the point of view of what I needed from the friendship versus what happened. I understand that we can make sense and add logic to why another person did what they have to do. But that's not the vantage point I want to go through because this is a point of view of the person who's going through the divorce and how they are experiencing it. 
So good or bad, that's the point I'm going to take. So in my point of view is this way. What we can focus on is how does a person going through divorce or separation need to be supported? Well, in my mind, I didn't think that that friendship would dissipate the way it did. And I remember that I myself was acting so unrecognizable to myself. I didn't wake up on time or I, or I never slept. I ate a lot or I would just never eat. I was grieving. And if anyone knows anything about grieving, when you're grieving, you do not act like yourself. Point blank, period. And I had experienced grief in 2012. So this divorce of mine started in 2016, or at least 2016 falls when he was asking for it. And I experienced grief when my best friend at the time, best male friend, David Kelmachter, passed away. Rest in peace. And it, it broke me. I was all over the place. Well, this did 10 times the number on my soul. And I remember reaching out to my best friend on a particular day, probably a couple of weeks after the after he had made the announcement that he wants to separate. And she was tr trying to make arrangements for me to get some shoes because she said, you're going to need to have shoes for a job interview. Up until then, I'd been working for myself. You're going to need a job, so let's find you some shoes. I'm going to send you some pictures of these shoes online, and you're going to tell me if you like them so I can buy them for you. This was perhaps her way of showing love or consideration. But I didn't want to think about finding a job. I just wanted to understand what was happening, why my ex was being unkind to me. He was doing a lot of things behind the scenes that were very spiteful and very hurtful, and I was still in his house for the next 30 days while living with him. I wanted somebody to ask me about that. How are you dealing with that? What's going on? How are you coping? Where are you going to live now that he's given your landlord 30 days notice? What are you going to do? So... While her intention was to help me, it pushed me further into a reality that I probably wasn't really wanting to wrap my mind around. And she was upset that I wasn't responding to her about these shoes. And I told her, I don't really want to think about the shoes. In fact, as a matter of fact, I'm good. I don't really want that. And she found that to be offensive. And I don't think she ever forgave me for it. But at some point, I realized that she was withdrawing from reaching out to me and talking to me as I expected her to. Keywords, as I expected her to. And she pointed out, well, you're not behaving yourself and you're not acting, quote-unquote, normal. At which point I started crying. I said, listen, I am not normal right now and I'm so sorry, but please don't withdraw from me. I said, let me just say I'm going to probably act quote-unquote weird in the next several weeks, months, I don't know. And I said to her, pop and plain, I cannot afford to lose you. I'm begging you to please, I don't want to lose you in advance. Forgive me in advance. It was never the same after that. It was just never the same. She withdrew. Now she was at that point a newly married person and I had expectations of her. I expected her to invite me to her house for certain things. I expected her to do way more than she thought she was doing. That was my expectation. Wrong or right? 
So while she might have invited me to her house for dinner or thankfully her very supportive husband extended their house to me as a place to stay should I need it, I wanted more from her as a sister and as a friend. Now, that's what happens when you are going through a separation. You are going to expect a lot of people to do a lot of things. But what I've learned, it doesn't always go that way. But I'll tell you something that my friend Tony's sister told me. She said, you're going to get disappointed on this journey by people that you're expecting certain things from. But also, you are going to gain people that you never thought you were going to gain. And this is what I want you to know as a preface to everything I'm going to talk about. But let's talk about the divorce and why friendship seems to dissipate or crumble under divorce. I had the luxury of asking people questions or hearing people say certain things to me. Let's start by saying, number one, uh, there are some people who see you as a threat. I'm Nigerian. And in many cultures, a divorced woman is a bad person, point blank period. Some people might see that you are contagious. I had a friend tell me that his wife said that now that I'm single, that he's not to be friends with me. And slowly but surely, rather abruptly, I should say, they, they disappeared. It was so painful, you guys. It was so painful. He'd been my very good friend for over 10 years, and when they met, I was such a supporter and advocate for that relationship. Behind the scenes, I was doing so much to make sure that he did right by her, and I felt like I was just a fan of that reunion. As a matter of fact, during my divorce, she stepped in and gave me some very crucial advice about how not to engage with my ex because he was causing me so much pain. That broke me. Divorce is polarizing. When I think about my ex's cousins, and because he had the bigger family, I, I was here in the U.S., and my, my, the majority of my family is obviously in Nigeria, but this family members that would check, out, check on me, reach out, say hi, all of a sudden, that was abruptly interrupted. And I watched it too. Now, mind you, I'll tell you the backstory about some of the things that I went through in my divorce, but for four months, I just waited still. Remember the first video, or not video, but the first podcast I posted talked about being still. Oh, I was still. Your girl was still. I was so still and I waited. I didn't hear from my in-laws outside of a text. And I, well, that's a whole different conversation. But I couldn't believe that they had quote-unquote moved on. That nobody was reaching out to me. We were close. We were family. We were friends. And I think that sometimes some people think that they need to choose size. There are some friends who will reach out to the ex or reach out to you for the gossip. And once that gossip is clear and they understand what happened, they disappear. I can't tell you how many people who I hadn't heard from in years reached out to me to say, hey, girl, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Let's meet up. Let's sit down. And I really genuinely thought they were reaching out to me because they cared. I remember one girl that I went to, to college with. <laughs> She reached out to me on a daily. She loved the gossip of it. I didn't realize what was happening. 
and she was really feigning concern. And as soon as she thought the ugly part of it died down, she disappeared. I reached out, nothing. That's going to happen on many of your journeys. And there's also that whole social stigma, you know, where you've seen someone who's been, I've only been married one time, but you see someone who's been married once or twice. There are some people who label you as a bad person. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And here's what's more sinister. If you are married and you have contempt (laughs) about the choke, if you're married and you have contempt for someone else in any capacity, I can assure you that it's forcing you to look at your very fragile marriage or seemingly together marriage. And you're forced to look at it and I think it shakes something in you when you decide that someone who you cared for at one point is someone to discard because they're going through a divorce. I don't know. I don't think that that is a... I don't think that's an organic place to be. I think it's forcing you to look at yourself and you know that there's something not clear about you and your own relationship. And I feel like that is what causes a person to act the way they act or disappear. Again, I'm not taking the conversation from the point of view of the other people. Because actually, that's another podcast. We'll talk about that in the future. On my journey, though, I have been fortunate to make more friends, more acquaintances, replace what was supposed to be tribe members to something more solid. And I've been able to stand up on this journey. What makes friendships disappear when people just bail on you that you quote-unquote lose them? Sometimes they don't know how to deal with your grief. Excuse me, one particular friend of mine said, you are someone who's so strong. You've been the go-to person for everyone else. I didn't know how to handle it. I've never had a friend who went through a divorce. And yours was throwing me off. And I realized that's another thing that I didn't really wrap my mind around. That maybe... People don't know how to behave. And I'm going to make another, and that's what I should do. I have to make another podcast about what do you do when someone you know is going through a divorce or separation. I feel like losing a friend is harder than losing your husband. Because you're already being dragged and your friend or friends have been part of your, you know, emotional fabric and been even going through this journey. You've been sharing, you feel that different things and they've been there. But when the person that you loved, your husband or spouse has moved on, then you're lucky if the people that you call friends will stay past the drama I know a friend that all her life was built around finding a husband. And she expressed to me how every time someone got married around her, she was jealous. But it didn't occur to me that that may very well include me. 
I wholeheartedly believe that she was secretly happy that this happened to me. And I only know that because of the way she behaved and some of the things that she said. And the fact is, at the end of the day, she discarded every single friend of hers who was single when she got married. Whereas, she was the single one at some point among her friends. It's bizarre. I don't know that there's one way to deal with losing your husband, spouse, and then losing your friends. But we, I, the question is, why do we lose them? What, 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 what's, what's a tip for the person who's going through it? This is sad to say, and it's so inorganic and doesn't feel good, but this is what the fact is. It's going to happen if it happens, right? However, if you can help it, start to lean in on other friendships that you see are more solid. I can't really tell you why it happens, but if it doesn't happen to you, you need to almost, don't take that for granted, you need to also reach out to those friends and say, you know what, thank you so much for being here for me. And let them know just as fast as I could. And rather than let people go, I was so busy trying to keep the people in my life. I was making the most unnecessary calls to people. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose anymore. I was begging people to stay in my life. That contributed immensely to my trauma. And I'm not the one to normally do that. I'm telling you, divorce will have you be so unrecognizable to yourself. Oh, God. Separation is a bitch. You don't even know what's happening. And in my case, I could not afford to lose anyone else. But I didn't realize it wasn't up to me. Divorce sucks. I had a heartbreak every single day. And I had more of a heartbreak when this person, or my friends disappeared. You know, there are some friends who won't hold it against you that you haven't returned their calls or their texts right away because they understand. Shout out to my friend Antonia. God damn. I don't know what I did to deserve such a friend, but I got her. She was in the business of validating me. There was nothing I could do wrong. You know, she was that friend who would leave a loving note and tell you, reach out when you reach out. And she'll never walk away when you're crying. And she will cry with you and she will reminisce with you about her hurt for a similar thing that happened in her life. I had those friends. Shout out to my friend Leslie. Man. Leslie shared with me organically. I remember when I was saying, I'm trying to lose weight. I've just been diagnosed with this stress-induced diabetes. And, and she was like, if you feel like eating, eat. If you feel like crying, cry. She bought me books on divorce. And we're going to talk about handling a divorce because I got nothing legally done as far as mine was concerned. I couldn't. But I have these friends that didn't leave. They didn't disappear. They didn't take my divorce personally. And shout out to my friend Elsie, who I didn't want to share anything with her. For whatever reason, I became distrustful of certain spaces, and I didn't want to talk about it. I found myself repeating this story, because everybody wants to know, you look so happy, what's wrong? And I didn't want to share. Shout out to those friends you have 
who you like Elsie, who you say things like, listen, I'm going through a divorce. I don't see you as a safe space. I don't want to talk about this with you. When I'm ready, I will. And she says, take your time. And she'll call you like normal and reach out and allow you. Man, I took, I would have taken that type of permission for granted. The people who give you permission to deal with your grief the way you deal with it. When it's all said and done. When you lose quote unquote people because you are going through a rough patch. Because they won't allow you to grieve the way you need to grieve. Because they take it personal. Because they have contempt for your process. I assure you that these are not the people who need to be in your life. They have their own issues and they have their own issues to contend with. And you need to excuse them. Don't do like I did and beg them to be in your life. Let them go. Let them go. And also when you're getting support from places that you did not expect it, be gracious, accept it, lean on it. Lean on that help. I don't think we're meant to be alone. You know, I'm trying not to be emotional. I remember one person. Ooh, let's just say he's a family member. I'm going to try not to cry. But if I do, well, damn it, I do. This support is one of the ones that breaks me every time I talk about it. He didn't have a lot of money. He had his own family to take care of. And I knew he didn't have a lot of money. But I had nothing. And he gave me a check, a blank check for 12 months for what was supposed to be a small amount of money. However, he gave me the check and said, I don't have the money to give you, but this is money that you don't have for the next 12 months. And I certainly don't have it today. But I'm going to work hard every month to make sure I put this money in my account. And on the first of every month, I'd like you to cash this check for the same amount every day. Make that deposit. I'll have that amount. And when I tell you every month, I would take the check that he gave me for that month and that quote-unquote small amount and put it into my account and cash it. And there was never a month that that amount did not seem to be the very amount that I needed to take me to the next level for the bills that I needed to pay, or that was the amount that I was short. Ooh, I got through that without crying. What I'm saying is this. Your help will come from the most unexpected places. People will step up. And they will come in and fill you every month. And life will meet you where you are. You just have to trust the process. And losing people is part. I'm not a guru. I'm just out here sharing stories. Remember what I always tell you. It is up to you to make it a great day. Thank you for listening.